Off the Ball on News Talk. Thanks to Air. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband. Cork 23 points, Waterford 115 yesterday at Semple Stadium. We've got Tommy Dunn and James e. O'Connor on the line. Shane Stapleton's here in studio. And we will start firstly, though, with the post match reaction of Derek McGrath, who, as you can imagine, after spending eight weeks preparing specifically for the game, was pretty disappointed with what Waterford managed to produce. Disappointing from our point of view is everything we talked and planned to do just didn't do. You know, we were, we were actually fairly, you know, we were conventional and it didn't suit us. We, we wanted. With the breeze, I suppose, we wanted a situation whereby um, Cork would be coming into bodies as opposed to the way it worked. And we ended up basically chasing the game in terms of everyone going for the ball in, 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 in when we had the long pocket strategy in the first half, if you like. So I think we we didn't play our game, which is the disappointing thing. I think Cork actually played a kind of a mini mini version of our game, if you like, you know, just looking at the end in terms of, you know, 13 or 14 bodies behind the ball and they have the skill to to, uh, to kind of uh, manipulate the ball and I've been I've been championing how good Cork have been and, and um, not trying to prove myself right on it, but just better team all around. I think better. The disappointing thing for us is that we left any any hint of intensity that we wanted to bring to the championship. It looks like we left it in, in, in Fota, like during the camp, you know. So that's that's the disappointing thing from our point of view, you know. Credit to Cork, but was that 11-week layoff really telling out there? Because your touch was slightly off at times, and you did have the chances, Derek. I think it's something like 16 scoreable chances gone wide. Yeah, I'd love to cling to that notion. I'd love to cling to that, but I, I'd be more, not more pragmatic, but I, I just, I thought we were chasing it now. Straight up, you know, like, uh, straight down the line. I thought, yeah, we were creating chances, but there were kind of bitty chances. And the chance we were creating, when Cork had all the bodies back, they'd break a pace, and we looked a bit more open than, than we would normally, you know. And that probably came from... Tyke picking Conor Lahan on the opposing pockets. You know, we were, we were being dragged. So we, we put a huge amount of emphasis in the last eight, or I suppose three weeks or four weeks since we knew it was Cork on Anthony Nash's pockets. And I think we got Mark Coleman picked three in the first half. You know, we got picked on those. We didn't do what we were supposed to. And, and that's, that's, I suppose, that's uh, the managers are probably culpable there in terms of, you know, um, just, just, I felt we were chasing the game. We said at half time, we were in there at half time, we said, listen, lads, we're looking to be in the game. We're looking to win the game, and before we knew it, I think it was 41, 42 minutes. Cork had opened up a three-point lead. I just thought they were full value for it, you know. Can you turn it around now for the qualifiers? Because obviously you've had the game, and in fairness to this Waterford team, they've never had two bad displays in a row in, in championship games. There's always been a reaction. Yeah, but let's not be hypocritical. You know, before the game, people had alluded to the fact that we approached the league in a in a, in a manner, I suppose that you know maybe we shouldn't have. We approached the league to try and win the league and win every game. You know, I think it was a lazy kind of analysis that would suggest that when we're ten points up against Galway and we brought on fairly regulars that we were trying to lose the game almost. But we did put our eggs in one basket. You know, we put the eggs in this basket today. We 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 want once we wanted to progress in the league. We we very much kind of focused in on a different approach to the championship. The eleven week run in three weeks with the clubs and eight weeks of preparation towards this game and to be so flat on the back of those eight weeks uh, preparation to underperform in key areas, to have underperformances from key men. That's sport, I suppose, and that's, that's, that's what happens, you know, and that's, that's, I can't explain it only to say that it's not what we meant to do, you know. Yeah, really honest stuff from Derek McGrath there. As mentioned, Tommy Dunn and James E. O'Connor on the line, Shane Stapleton here in the studio. Tommy, he's at a complete loss, really, to fully explain why they were so poor. I know, and I feel for him because we, you know, I've been in that position myself where you have more questions than answers um, after the game. And look, everyone can take losing in championship. It happens to everyone. But it's hard to swallow not 
not coming anywhere close to your potential or coming anywhere close to a performance that you know is in a group of players that you have and trust and believe in. So mm. I, you can hear the hurt in his voice. And um, and he's right. They were. He used the word. He used the phrase "chasing the game." They were chasing the game right from the very first minute. Joe. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Moore had a had a either a bad decision or an, a bad shot on target, and Anthony Nash picked up a quick puck out and hit Mark Coleman. And if you were a coach on the sideline, just looking at that, because I'd be amazed if they didn't focus in on Anthony Nash's puck out. Mm. And on the very first puck out, the team or the guys don't do what you've been practicing for for four to six weeks. Alarm bells will be going off fairly quickly. Yeah, we'll get on to Cork, obviously, and talk about their performance. But seeing as we've heard McGrath and we've started on Waterford, Jamesy, what's your interpretation of, of what went so badly wrong? Because, you know, I'm seeing there's, there's criticisms of the system and there's criticisms of, well, is, is Austin Gleeson's role, as you know, the free role, is that really bringing out the best in him? And the, the problem with trying to, to analyse the system that they employed yesterday is that... No plan, no system runs well when all the players seem to be below par, and that yet you you don't quite know it's chicken and egg thing here. So so what like what's your sense? I I don't know, Joe. Um, again, look at just reiterating a lot of what Tommy said. Um, you know they just they just didn't deserve to win the game because they they didn't play well enough. I mean, some of their decision making on the ball, you know, was was quite poor. And 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 to be honest, but Cork were crisper, they were faster, they had more pace, more threat. Um, and as you know, as Derek alluded to the end, some of Waterford's key men and big players just didn't perform. And uh, Gleeson, in particular, I mean, was a massive disappointment because we all know the potential he has. He's coming in as you know, a young player and hurler of the year, um, and he had minimal impact on the on, on the game yesterday. And mm. you know, he didn't look he didn't look physically fit um, when they played Clare in the league in Ennis, uh, Joe. And he was and he was taken off. And you know, late in the game yesterday, Brick as you know, well into his thirties, was still showing for the puck out, was still putting in a shift. And to me, Gleason's energy levels and work rate were below what what Derek McGrath needed. And you know, I, I think the Waterford players, you know, not all of them. I mean, listen, nobody went out to play poorly yesterday. And you know, Philip Mahoney and Conor Gleason, you know, put the shackles on, on both the Cork wing forwards. Um, you know, Jamie Barron ran himself into the ground. Kevin Moore has had better games, but you couldn't fault his effort. But you know, some of the Waterford players, I think, have to say, listen, you know, we, we owe Derek McGrath a lot. He's, he's heart and soul into this. Yeah. And I don't think he got the performance that, you know, that, 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 that maybe he, he deserved from, from the team yesterday. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Joe, yeah. this to me was more about Cork than Waterford. No, sure. Know? And look, we'll definitely get onto that in a moment. I didn't, I didn't necessarily mean to begin on, on the Waterford side of things. It's just because we've heard McGrath there. Yeah, Tommy, absolutely. Can, Tommy, can you come in on this and, and, and give us your sense? Yeah, because I, I've, I've, I've heard analysis in the last 24 hours where... You know, people have said, oh, Waterford seemed to have no plan. Well, actually, an analyst have come out and said Waterford had no plan. Now, if we know anything about Derek McGrath, Waterford clearly yeah. had a plan. So that's nonsense. So yeah, like, like, sure. where, is, is the, was, there, was there an issue with the plan or were the players just for whatever reason so below par that no plan was going to work? Yeah, well, sure. You have to take Derek at his words. They, they had a plan. Of course they had a plan. Yeah. But the, plan was, the plan was straightforward. Anyone that saw Cork play Tipperary knew what Cork were going to come with to a certain extent, right? So the first thing was Anthony Nash's puck out and the influence he had. And the second big one for me is the way they Cork guys use their inside forward line by creating space and by getting Cadigan and Holden in particular onto the ball. So mm. like Waterford, like Derek would have Derek would have known that. But but he said of himself they didn't execute the plan. The thing the the, the key things for me that Waterford had to do uh, and I'm 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 at a loss as to why they didn't do it. 
other than they didn't have it in the legs to, to, to go after Cork. They didn't push up on Nash's puck out and they didn't close off the space and the supply lines into Cadigan and Horgan uh, where they were doing a lot of damage. So they, they were a bit all over the place. And it, it wasn't. It was, it was right from the word go. So the other thing is then any system or plan that you have in place is determined by you being on the ball in the first place to a large extent. Mm. And, and I think when, you know, as time goes on and maybe when we look back at some of Waterford's performances last year, they have a serious reliance on, on Austin Gleeson, Rick Walsh and Kevin Moore to actually, um, get, you know, create opportunities and win possession of, 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 of long balls when they changed their style a bit last year. The Waterford were very comfortable early on last year in the championship when they played when they were playing their so-called defensive system. So they played a lot of they played a lot of possession coming out of the back line, uh, but they were just too lightweight up front. And then they changed it for the Kilkenny matches in particular, and they played exceptionally well. Yeah. But their key men, i.e. Austin Gleeson and Brick and Morn, they 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 really ran those games to a large extent with Jamie Barron. And that didn't happen yesterday. So you can have all the plans you want, mm. but you need your you need your big players on the ball. And when that doesn't happen, then then you're 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 under pressure and you're chasing the game. And that's what happened yesterday. Now they chased the game and they chased it well, and they still created a lot of opportunity. But their outside shooting was poor, mm. and and you know as the game went on, they just weren't able to cope. With it. When, when Austin Gleeson is given a free role, that kind of suggests that the game plan is built around him. And in this case, he hadn't actually played a game for 85 days. And, you know, there was a lot of talk about the fact that Watford hadn't played a game in 11 weeks. Mm. And when you think in terms of the context of if someone wins Munster or Leinster and there's a five-week gap, everyone talks about how that's such a disadvantage. So you can imagine with an 11-week gap and 12 weeks in his case, mm. that's huge. And then, like, think of the expectation because they got so far last year and they, yeah. they should have beaten Kilkenny in the All-Ireland semi-final. Much like Tip in 2010, they got so close against Kilkenny, everyone expected them to come out next year and be flying. They got hammered by Cork mm. and look what after happening in Waterford like um, the other thing as well is in that forward line for Waterford where are the goals going to come from like in Derek McGrath's now he's now in his fourth season they've managed 13 championship goals in that time in 14 games mm. Seamus Callanan has managed 16 mm. during that same period yeah. like Brick Walsh is probably not going to score you a goal let's be honest Stephen Bennett hasn't yet scored a goal although he looks like he will Porrick Mahoney tends to be too far away from goal to uh, to really threaten the net and Morris Shanahan probably doesn't he has a lot of qualities but speed inside is probably not it and if you contrast with what Cork have inside like they have Harnady Horgan all running at the goal like Horgan looks like he's back to his very best I mean in some ways there's a sense of logic to all of this a flat Watford team that's it's eight weeks preparing for this match and they just obviously haven't co- prepared to the way to have them flying on the day. It's hard to get to that pitch. Yeah. A quote from John Gardner, Jamesy, he was writing in the 42, and he said, it's obvious now what way Kieran Kingston wants the side to play. The composure at the back, the way they're playing the ball up the field, the movement of the forwards, it's quickly becoming their trademark. It's nearly a copycat of what Tipperary were doing when they were winning All-Irelands. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the big, the big thing with them, Joe, is they have pace and serious pace all over the field. I mean, you know, even you, you go to their full backs line, I mean, Steve McDonald is quick, Colin Flan is quick, Coleman is very quick in the wing. Um, you know, and obviously you go further up the field, Darfitt's Gibbon, you know, uh, Kingston, um, 
you know, Lahan, Henry, they, they have pace all over the field. And sometimes even at the back, you know, you can make a mistake, but if you've got pace, you can recover. Mm. And uh, they're playing with a lot of confidence and that, that Cork swagger is... Um, is back and and you know I noticed it against them. I was over in the old stand side, um, you know, for the Cork Tip game, and it was noticeable to me that the Cork, the entire Cork management were out in the field before the team came out. And I I looked on that as a really good sign that this the players have really taken ownership of this thing now. Um, and and you've got to give credit to the management for putting that responsibility on them as well. And I was in the new stand yesterday, and I couldn't tell whether the same, you know, the same thing had happened. But it, it just seems to me that the players have, and particularly. The older players. I mean, Harrity was outstanding yesterday, and uh, that's actually you know, King... an, an interesting point. In that against Tipperary, it was Mark Coleman. I mean, it was, well, Coleman was good in both days, but the likes of Fitzgibbon, Shane Kingston, Luke Mead in the first day were being heralded as the lads who had got them through in, in a lot of ways. And yesterday, it was the older crew who stood up, big, big time, big time. And, and Harrity, I mean, you know, I think you had whatever two from play, but I mean. You know, he should have had that goal before half time. Did everything right. Um, he was fouled for you know a number of frees. Um, and just look at he looked a threat every time he got on the ball and he was you know asking serious questions of the, the water defence he looked like he his pace was back there was more energy about him and Joe b- believe me like people have no idea how punishing conditions were um, in Torres yesterday because it was you know it was only after the game when you're you're, you're walking out because the stand was quite cool yeah. you realised it was just dead heat and those guys went for 75 minutes yeah. um, which was a, t- a, a credit to Cork's Physical conditioning as well. Yeah. The only thing I'd say, going back to Waterford, Joe. I mean, look at the, they were level at half time. Um, you know, even when Morris got the goal, whatever that was, you know, 41, 40, 46 minutes. But did that? Did that, know, that? Did that not feel to you that that moment when the Morris goal went in, like Cork were all, like um, Waterford rather were already hanging on a bit, and that goal, it wasn't like it came from any real method or anything which could be repeated. It was just look, it bounced nicely for him. He took the goal, and it almost kept them in the game. And really, you felt like they were struggling at that stage anyway. No. They were Joe, yeah, but the point the point is when when they got that break and, and goals are you know, goals psychologically are often worth more than the three points, you know, they 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 put on the scoreboard. You'd reckon with an experienced team that that's when they'd you know, they'd bear down, they'd get the next score. Yeah. But they didn't. And and as you said, like looking from there to the end, I think Cork outscored them whatever, eight, eight, three, and I mean, you know, the game was over probably, you know, with, with comfortably with ten minutes to ten minutes to go. One final thing from Waterford perspective, you know, Tommy mentioned there about, about goals or Shane where, where the goals are gonna come from. Yeah. I, I was wondering why isn't Patrick Curran starting? Now listen, I, I, I haven't been at Watford's challenge matches or Watford's training session. Obviously there are good reasons why he's why he isn't starting. But he's a proven finisher. And even, you know, Tommy Ryan came on and again had a crazy effort from the sideline. Um Brian O'Holloran came on. But I don't think that, you know, they're necessarily as good or as big a threat as corner his best would be. And uh, yeah, I mean, at, at the moment, I mean, Watford just made too many bad decisions on the ball. That the, the, the goal thread wasn't there. They had maybe goal opportunities. Shane Bennett took the wrong option earlier on. And, um, you know, they're really going to have to regroup Joe and go again because they've worked so hard to put themselves into a position where they're regarded as contenders. Um, and yeah. they, have, they have a couple of weeks to sort it out. Yeah. How good are Cork, Tommy? Cork, Cork are serious, and to be honest with you, I, I wasn't. Sure. I didn't fancy Cork yesterday. I was thinking that Waterford, Waterford would have seen enough uh, in the Cork tip game to prepare accordingly, and I was expecting Waterford to come with the intensity that I saw from them last August and September. That didn't happen. But Cork's big um, attribute that they have is that they have their pace. Yeah. and that they're playing a style of play that's absolutely maximising maximising that to its fullest and they are they are serious now Clare are forewarned Clare 
are probably a bit more mobile than, than Waterford. They'll probably have the legs to stay with them. Uh, so Clare, it's going to be a really, really good Munster final now. And they might even cancel each other out. The, 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 king, or the, the key for me with Cork is, what do they have in their locker when people get really properly tight on them? Because I just analysed it a little bit there for the 42 as well. Mm. And any time anytime Waterford pushed up on the puck out and Nash had to go along, then it was a whole different ball game. So if 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 I think I think the cat's well and truly out of the bag, but also that's all very well and good. You still have to close them down and cancel them out, and and with the pace they have, that's not easy. Yeah, what do you think, Shane? Well, what informs us about uh, Cork really is the, is how they've reacted to setbacks. So against Tipperary, John McGrath got a goal near the hour mark, and they pushed on and won by four points. Morris Shanahan got that goal they pushed on and they won by five points. So that kind of tells you that these guys don't give up. And it's mad when you think of last year, how they were hammered by Tipperary. They tried a sweeper system, did not work at all. William Egan was just doing shuttle runs over and back and I felt sorry for him. Mm. Then they lost to Wexford in the qualifiers. And there are interesting parallels with Wexford under Davy Fitz this year because as a, uh, in the league semi-final against Tipperary, they conceded a couple of quick-fire goals, kept going, conceded goals to Kilkenny, kept going. And I think Cork, Cork are pretty similar to them in that sense. What's a, what could be a big factor in the Munster final is whether Conor Lahan is fit because he hobbled off with his ankle and uh, if he's not flying, that could change everything in that forward line because they depend so much on his hard running and his unbelievable pace because imagine planning for a Cork that didn't have Conor Lahan in that attack line. You will know a lot less to worry about straight away, I would say. Okay. But the other thing, Joe, just before you go... Yeah, the big change for me in the last 12 months with Cork is the way they're defending. Their defending, to me, was their Achilles heel big time up until this year. If you watch the way they defended yesterday, it was absolutely incredible. There was a, there was a, they were tight on their man on the first ball, and they had numbers on the break every single time, and they turned over Waterford multiple times. Their defending is really, really impressive at the minute. OK, great stuff. Thanks a million, Tommy. Jamesy, great stuff. Thank you. Cheers, Joe. Tommy Dunn and James O'Connor there. Texting from Mark Lads, Cork a team with a plan, they certainly were. And Waterford a collection of individuals without an obvious plan. And that part I can't accept. There's no way that McGrath, Derek McGrath of all managers, with eight weeks to prepare, didn't have a well worked out plan and probably a plan B. And then you heard him there, very honest. You just can't make sense of the performance and players doing things they weren't meant to do. And I mean, to be fair to him, he didn't say it's all their fault. It's not me. He said I'm probably culpable too. But certainly, you just can't say they they kind of wandered out there without a plan. I'm sure they had one. Before we go to a break and get the lads, um, Anthony and Enda McGinley on the football, you were at Galway, 33 points, Offaly 111 in O'More Park. I'm what did we learn, if anything? Well, <laughs> we, we learned that like Galway can think their way through a game. Offaly played with double sweepers, which was quite an innovation from them. And I think it was because they conceded 8-22 to Tipperary, they decided we're not going to get humiliated that way again. And yeah. they also conceded six goals to Galway in the league. The, so eventually Galway pushed up, got a flurry of points. They had a spare man at the back, Aidan Hart, and he threw over three points, wing back Park Mannion, two points. Yeah. So they knew how to think their way through the game. The only thing for Wexford, if... Uh, if Davy Fitz was there watching the game, maybe he had a custom made box again, who knows. But he would have seen that if, if he drops back a man and Galway push up, there's definitely space in behind because Joe Bergen caught a couple of great balls for Offaly, handed it off to the man coming through, and the first touch let Offaly down several times. Right. They could have got four goals easily, so there is definitely an opportunity there for Wexford. But then again, Galway were in third gear and still scored 33 points. 
Off the Ball on News Talk. Thanks to Air. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband.